0: up everybody it's joe Lapuma. puma you are watching you are listening to complex sneakers podcast we're here as always with my man matt welty kind of bright and early bright and early it's a little earlier than usual and of course his stomach's growling i don't know if he had I'm breakfast i'm hungry man <laughs> mr brendan dunn how you doing I, that that's all i am I'm, I'm hungry that's okay. what i'm doing we will work through it we'll get the energy up
1: yeah the green room you know usually in my rider anytime okay. i'm performing What's I, on it? I like the green room to be pretty stocked. Um, couple couple boxes of Cliff Bars. Okay. Lots of lots of diced pineapple. Wow. Yep. All right. Um, no, actually, I'm off the Cliff Bars. That was a little a little bone for Welty yeah. because yeah. Welty who remembers no good. The, no. The when era.
2: Brendan uh, when Brendan first started at as a like a was news editor. Yeah. At Soul Collector, he had like a big box uh cliff bars at your desk yeah always yeah i would go to whole foods and it was was like you were like a cyclist just kind of (laughs) like it was my sustenance for the
1: day i i would i would have one at about 11 a.m and then one at about 1 p.m i don't know how healthy that is later i switched to the Dwayne reed trail mix okay which i'm also a fan of but yeah just just so you know a little bit about my eating habits my snacking habits
0: yeah we walked we have no 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 snacks (laughs) here nothing
1: yeah. I think, no, I saw some Sun Chips. Are you guys Sun Chips fans? I like, I like Sun, Sun Chips a lot growing up. I like up. Sun Chips. It Underrated. is a Yeah.
2: The other day, I think after a full size run shoot, I was eating blueberry almonds. What is that? And it was a vibe. Blueberry Expans- almonds? What is that? They're like blueberry coated almonds. What? That seems like an exotic thing. What is snack? that? They were in the crafty. Wow. Ooh.
1: The almonds were coated in blue. How does that even work? I don't know. <laughs>
2: I, I'm gonna do some research on that. I'm a little skeptical. I mean, you were eating blueberry Cheerios. Yes, blueberry Cheerios. I coast on those. Really are you guys good? getting
1: all this fancy shit? Yeah. Blueberry Cheerios is—is is it like um, there's there's dried chunks of blueberry no. in there, or the Cheerio itself is Cheerio flavored itself like a blueberry, coated in
0: like blueberry? You're yeah. on your like um, wrap
1: snack shit. You know the exotic snacks yes. that they have. There's yes. there's a store now. I think it's on. Rivington maybe or maybe it's one block up but, but down at LES where it's you can get the the rare soda flavors and the the chips with the exotic flavors and things like that. You, you got the ever human made get into that?
0: blue bottle coffee there or no? <laughs> <laughs> that collab? That I'm not sure of. That I have not partaken in. It feels like summer. This guy came in in a full New England fit. Yeah. Talk about the Kennedys, a classic. We don't really... Sometimes we don't highlight what we're wearing. Yeah, but the, yeah, yeah. The Kennedys...
2: Today we gotta. Yeah. Not Kennedy, the, New Balance not the OGs. Okay. This is the Complex comp pair, which... These ones are actually better than the OGs because I think... Well, these ones are the Made in USA and the, right. the shape is a little better. materials right. a little better. Um, they dropped that Complex Con. There's also a red pair yeah. as well.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember which one I have because... I'm sure I've told the story on here before but I have the original or I had the original Kennedy Concepts New Balance 999 and spent a lot of time on the phone that day they dropped trying to phone order yes. them from Concepts busy yes. signal all day and I remember when the new one was coming out at ComplexCon I was rushing to sell my original pair on eBay that's that's a true story that's not I'm not just saying that rushing to sell them on eBay before the new one came out, you know, and I, a, I feel like it's still still like it.
0: dumping a stock
1: a little bit. Didn't they
2: have a sandcastle. That was like, the yeah, shoe? they built yes. a sandcastle yes.
1: at, at complex con. Yeah. I, I can't remember though, if I have that pair or the red pair, but great shoe
2: complex yeah. con you. It,
0: in the morning, walking the floor and seeing all the displays before the yeah. madness—that's something that I always look forward to. We'll and be and stopping
2: by every booth and saying, yeah. "Hey, um, I'll be back by you know 10 and and that and that half, was the, whenever." That was, the, yeah, <laughs> that was the crazy year too. Mm-hmm. That was what was it, twenty seventeen?
0: That's when I did the Clark Kent sneaker shopping <laughs> yeah. at ComplexCon, and it was like, just everything like dropped. He was, like, going, to your point, like, going yeah. around all the booths and, like, yeah. what do you got, what do you got? And then Sean dropped the 97-1, yeah. Sean Weatherspoon, yeah. and he was, like, setting up the booth, and Clark was, me and Clark were just walking by, and Clark was, like, Sean,
2: what up, blah, 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 and Sean just gave him the 97 one. The, ones the concepts dropped, the union dropped those mismatch. Jordan 1. <laughs> the gold. gold
0: joints. That was
1: yeah, crazy.
2: There was like a riot out for those. Wasn't it?
0: Was the NERD NMD. NERD NMD. The, the Chanel one?
1: Was no. That? The NERD no. black one. Very okay. rare okay. though.
2: The Nike. Had that big booth in the middle where they were dropping like all the Air Force. Yeah, that was that
1: same year. Are you yeah. sure that wasn't the next? year? I don't no, know. Was, I, I get the years mixed was, up. No, there was it was all this guy. You know his memory. I, know like, I the, It was memory. all the same year. Was I that, believe that was not the same year
2: as the undefeated Air Max ninety seven. Yes, it was. It was really? all the same year. Really? Because I didn't get oh to. Go, that was the first Complex Con I got to go to, and I remember that being there because the first Complex Con twenty sixteen didn't get a chance to go. Nor I. Told I was the last person on the list. that didn't get approved. <laughs>
1: You can buy two tickets. they currently told you. put you on spirit.
0: Fond memories. But yeah, we'll be back this year, though. Yes, we will be back. Looking forward to that. And this podcast may have a presence at ComplexCon. we we'll I see. hope so. We'll, we'll see. give away some sneakers or done, something. Yeah. We've done
2: Complex Con for the first one. Yes. Yeah. For the first. I mean, our first podcast was actually at Complex Con. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like it's a lot better now. That, Definitely. That
1: first one was a good time. And we gave the people in that packed room
0: what they wanted. But the Complex Sneakers podcast has evolved since then. Absolutely. That was like our first time just thrown into the wild, packed room. We mm-hmm. didn't really know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And look at What, two years later? Here we are.
1: Who would have thought? Have look at had, us.
0: Have you look guys ever flown
2: spirit before?
0: <laughs> <sighs> I don't think so.
2: Have you, Brendan?
1: <laughs> no, but when I lived in Europe briefly, I, we used to fly a lot on things like Ryanair, yeah. which were these cheap that's airlines. The U- that's the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you would get a ticket for 15 euros or something, or the ticket was like a dollar, and and the, the only thing you would actually pay was the taxes and things on it. So we They were really just, small planes, too. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So we would just look up, I mean, I, it's the equivalent of Spirit, I guess, but never flown Spirit. But we would just look up where we could get the cheapest flights to, so we would fly to yeah. Oslo because there was a cheap flight, or fly to Morocco because yeah. there was a cheap flight. So I've, I've certainly done that in my time. Have you, have you been on Spirit?
2: Uh, I didn't do Spirit, but I flew Frontier. And that's a... Whenever like 1? Pretty bad. And then the funny part about it was is that I was going to Atlanta with my friends and we drove down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dumb enough for a soccer game, but I wanted to fly back. And I booked the wrong week. I did it the week before and I got the you're alert. You're travel you, you're not that good got, at travel. I, <laughs> I, always something with your <laughs> I got the alert. On, oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten yeah. better. I got the alert on my phone that, you know, oh, your flight is in two hours. I'm like, Wait, yeah. The, the thing matches until next week. And then you know what? I had to buy and they it's a cheap uh, airline, so they won't give you your money back. So I had to just yeah. man up and buy another ticket.
1: Didn't you hang out with Trinidad on that trip to Atlanta? Yes.
2: Really? Yes. How many years ago was that? This was 2018. Okay. Not
3: 2019?
2: No.
1: No. I, we got we to gotta always give it to
2: him because yeah. the memory. He knows It was years, 2018, yeah. like end of the year. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. Hung out with Trinidad. We won't time. share too many more details yes. about that. So <laughs> Wild okay. time. Trinidad about at ComplexCon,
0: Total vibe as well.
1: Total yes. vibe. Yes. Yeah. Some memories, man. Can't wait to be back. Speaking of back, I'm I'm kind of back on my my running stuff. Right Are you? Now. Yeah. You've yeah. been going every
0: day. Yeah. Did that's you why today? you know
1: if you if you text me you know at, at eight a.m. and I'm away, hitting you, you up and that's why. Yeah. That's exactly why. I might have to. We might have to do like a take it to the track. We always talk about these fake group outings that mm-hmm. we're going to do and we never do. But I'm going to throw another one out there. Maybe we can do the mile PR. You know, I might try and break your five thirty time from high school or something. Yeah. You know, you can lace up the Zoom Citizen and we can do Let's a couple do laps.
0: Zoom Citizen lasts, what, 15 meters. <laughs> <Zoom> <laughs> C- I, I put on the Zoom Citizen, I, I get to the 15-meter yeah. mark and it collapses. Photo
2: finish. Do you, do you pop the top out on the runs? Do I what? Pop, what's the top? What does that mean? No. No? What does that mean? I did,
1: like. Do I run shirtless? Yeah. Oh no! I mean, um, if He's it gets dressed in too all humid, Matthew
0: Williams <laughs> Nike. Ale. I did have. Yeah. I did have the Matthew Williams yes. Nike tights yes. on this morning.
1: You know what, Wealthy? If it gets particularly hot, I might, but I don't love to do that. And this is a time where you got to contain your bodily fluids, and you can't have them oh. spraying off onto okay. pedestrians That's as you run true, by though. them. That's true, though. You know true. what I mean? So I feel like, it, in order to kind of help contain the coronavirus as best I can. Yep. That's I gotta I gotta keep all my you know keep it just, keep it tucked in, right?
0: That's just being considerate. And also
1: the sun sometimes the sun is really burning on these bright yeah. You know, I was at the beach this past weekend and I got a little bit of a sunburn, so I gotta there's there's multiple reasons why no I'm not uh dropping you said drop the top? Pop the top. Pop the excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Do you? Yes.
0: Totally. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing the Murph challenge for nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pays to advertise. Speaking
0: right, about you know, your fitness, but also you were at... Can we talk about the Italian restaurant that you visited? Please, sure. Don Pepe? Yeah. Uh, you went Friday night? Yeah, Ozone Park. How was it? Incredible. Don Pepe, they mentioned an entourage. Don Pepe is like uh, a staple. I haven't been there yet.
1: We got to go, Joe. What'd you have? We had the shrimp Luciano with okay. the linguini. Okay. And the chicken Don Pepe, which I had a couple bites of. Okay and the fried peppers as well nice and a chilled bottle of red wow okay was was sitting on the table we made some mistakes you know i don't know about you guys but when i go to a restaurant for the first time i'm preparing i'm studying i'm looking at the menu i'm figuring out what what could go wrong or how you do this or how you do that and then still sometimes you end up looking like a rookie so they brought the bread basket out okay and i'm there with a friend and we're sitting there eating bread. And I'm like, I wish I had some butter or some olive oil or something for this thing. And eventually, another waiter comes by and he moves the bread basket. And underneath, there's a plate with all the butter. So, so little things like that where they could tell we didn't know what we were doing, but it it was really good.
0: You know, it's always tough when you have like the restaurant cheat sheet. Yeah. Like some someone tells you this is what yeah, you yeah, should yeah, order. Yeah but you haven't memorized it and you want to like kind of look cool. Like, Oh, I know what, dishes yeah, here. Exactly, but also exactly. like you have the iPhone notes, mm-hmm. the waiter comes, you're with a guest and you have the iPhone notes and you're like, yeah, I'll have a uh, this, this. And then you, you're like looking at it, like defeats <laughs> or, the whole or, purpose. Or they don't have one thing. And you're like, Oh, I got
1: an audible and then exactly. you have no idea.
0: Exactly. Uh, Brooklyn Nets rolling. You didn't go. Lifelong Net fan. Did you go yesterday to Barclays Center?
1: I I wasn't in attendance. Everyone says
2: that it's basically over. I mean, they're rolling. James Harden.
1: That series, the Milwaukee Bucks, or the whole Eastern Conference.
2: The whole Eastern Conference, right? You think so? I mean,
0: they Uh, won,
3: like,
2: what, like 120 to 80
3: last night? James
0: Harden not
2: playing, and they are rolling.
0: KD Kyrie, uh, you know, who was in attendance. Our podcast, even though you were not in attendance, our podcast was well represented. This is true. Yes, you're Super right. Super producer right. You're right. Dave Matthews was in attendance. He held us down. He, I was wondering. I think he. I don't know if he was in the suite like you, but okay. But I, <laughs> he was there. He was there. That's important. Yeah, definitely. That's important. I don't know if he's also
1: as big a Nets fan as I am, because as we all know, you know, I'm just a diehard. Yeah. Yeah, devoted to the franchise. But we'd have to have like a trivia kind of... to
0: to prove who's the biggest uh, I... Nets fan out of you. No, I don't. Well, you, you nailed don't think the keys to, to victory uh, question so well <laughs> that I, you know, I would I would bet on you. But Nets are rolling, yeah. and we'll see. What else do we have going on? Wealthy, you're excited about some soccer happenings lately? Oh, there was a big What's... soccer game. I went to bed
2: Sunday night. Same night as the. Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul I watched that. Fight you watched it? I watched that. Did I you oh wait, t- did you have the very legal stream Joe? No,
0: I ordered it. I ordered it and just to see the City entertainment. Yeah. And then I was like falling asleep and then the soccer match came on and like people were texting and and it was like a crazy it was a crazy game. Yeah,
2: USA versus Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh it was a final match um, in the Concacaf in the, in tournament. In the Concacaf, yeah, um, in nailed it. North America. Who knows. And yeah, it was uh, USA went down one nil in the first minute. Came back and tied it one one at halftime.
1: How were you watching? Were you with? No,
2: no, I your, was. Just, it was your, Sunday your... night. It's so a school night. Sunday okay, school night. So fair enough. No flares going off. They, no... So they tied. <laughs> so it's they were it was one one. Mexico goes up. Two to one, mm-hmm. the goalkeeper gets hurt. The backup comes in. They they tie it up two two in like the 80th minute. Mm-hmm. Goes to extra time, mm-hmm. so it's like 120 minutes instead of 90. Christian Pulisic, guy I think you've wanted on sneaker
0: Christian shot. Pulisic. We've tried multiple times. We've been so close to getting yeah. Christian Pulisic
2: on the show. Who does but he play for on the club level? Chelsea. Okay. Yes, and he got a penalty in like the 112th minute. Hits it top corner. Nailed it. Mexico gets a penalty in the 120, like, third minute. Like, totally mm-hmm. end of the game. What time was this? This was at, like, close to midnight. Okay. I think that so. Might... Where are they playing? They were playing in Denver, Colorado. Okay. okay. At where the Broncos stadium. Um, yeah, and then the Mile backup goalkeeper stops the penalty kick were you online. going crazy? Comes... Did the Jersey City hear you cheering or what? It, it was... It was awesome. It felt like a movie. How, you, how big a supporter are you of, of Team USA soccer? Um, I wouldn't say there are people who are like really big on yep. it, but I would say that I'm decent with it. Mm-hmm. They usually play in like really like random cities, like like Denver, Columbus. Okay. So I don't really get a chance. And to And then, see didn't
0: them. the coach have some sneakers? Oh yeah, on? Greg yeah.
2: Greg Berhalter, the coach of. Uh, Team USA was wearing Travis sixes on the sideline, and everyone was kind of. Uh, do we know? Do we have any intel on this guy? Like, is he getting awesome. them from Nike? Have, have a little bit of intel. Don't want to give up. From, Nothing we what, can share it it yeah. From did a reseller friend of yours? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, who, no, Who no, no. might that reseller friend <laughs> yeah. be? Should no, we? We're, no? it's not, that's not who we're talking about. Okay. We're talking about a mysterious friend of, of the program. I know who. You're talking I know. I know who. T- yes, I know who t- saying that someone at Nike is kind of floating him the cool shoes. He was wearing like the ready-made Nike blazers. That's a cool shoe. He made it cool. Okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) That is is not a cool shoe in my opinion, but yeah, but I'd like to talk to him about his sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get
0: that interview. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cool sneakers, let's get to the eBay question of the week. This is from Scott Dickinson in Virginia. Have you ever seen a pair of shoes on someone and knew instantly they were fake? all the time all uh, all the time yeah
2: i mean and riding the train in the morning you just look down and you're just like all right
0: even like sometimes you know family members come to visit from out of town and uh sneakers i don't know about sneakers but none that stick out supreme bogo's maybe like a supreme yeah like a supreme hoodie where you're like oh this you know <laughs> the <laughs> dj academic size <laughs> logo <laughs> oh, <Dumb> old, the double <laughs> the double um, the the like the box logo is like Way bigger than mm-hmm. the actual one, but the Dwayne yeah, Wade joint. But, um, <laughs> but, but sneakers, yeah, like we see them on the street yeah. a lot. Does anyone have like specific stories? Wait, like? wait, wait. I, I gotta know. Do, do you pull somebody aside in that, in that
1: moment if no. you see a family member? No, no. with let, the fakes Supreme Let them role? rock. Let okay. them
2: rock. Let, if they're cool with it, you know. I think if it's like a close friend of yours and it was something that they thought was actually yeah. real, then you're actually maybe like doing them a favor yeah. you
0: want to prevent them from purchasing the fake thing yeah. but yeah. once they buy it and they're like it's a little too far gone you don't want to be uh, personally i feel like he he may but like i don't want to be that guy being like hey you know he might but, be that
2: guy yeah have you ever been that guy wealthy uh in a in a different removed life okay yes to, what what happened the was there uh, something stick i think out? it was in college <laughs> way back in the day so probably like 2007 or something like that in mm-hmm. like the Two thousand eight, like in the peak of like the whole Bape mm-hmm. era, where you used to see like fake Bapes frequently, the, all the time, and mm-hmm. it was like probably more than the real ones. Yeah, it was like the odds that someone actually had a real pair of Bapes on in that era was like slim to none. You yep. know, um, and I just remember someone wearing fake Bapes around campus. I had gone out drinking that night, as college students are known to do, and. Um, he had like the dry erase board on his uh on Those his really those really after, the dry erase boards after Twitter when
0: people came home from the bar, the dry erase boards, you wake up the next morning and wild stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think I was I just went up and I uh I wrote fake bapes question mark.
0: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Okay. I never,
2: I never heard anything about it. So
0: that's such a. You could just see him in the hallway. You could just see him with the permanent marker.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. What shoes were you wearing around then? I mean, you're trying to like think about it though. (laughs) Think about it.
0: For you to comment fake vapes on the dry erase board. What a night out in college. What do you think you were wearing? Were you wearing like?
2: Uh, No, I usually, I never wore good shoes out in college. Right? Did you wear good shoes out in college? Mm, not to bars i had two shoes that i used to wear out when i was in college i had a pair of black vans half cabs Mm -hmm. and a pair of nike delta forces because two shoes i could never see wealthy in in 2021 either but it was just like the whole like you didn't want to go there's nothing there was nothing to kill your buzz more than being in nickel night being in a basement party and then Back then, no one even really like, knew or cared about sneakers at mm-hmm. all. So kids would just would step yeah, step totally. yeah. on your shoes and like, not even think twice about it. and they'd be like, dude, why are you mad about it? And you're yeah. like, what do you mean? Why am yeah. I mad about this?
1: Well, the important thing is he wasn't wearing fake babes.
0: Yes, and the other important thing is we got that detail so Reese can animate that
1: story. <laughs> we appreciate that. I don't have a lot of ones that stick out in my head specifically. I mean, yeah, all the time you see people with weird looking yeezys or things that are definitely not legitimate i i remember this is not on someone's feet but i remember being at buffalo exchange in eugene oregon this is in college and finding some dunks there and and knowing they were too good to be true i think i found red lobster dunks the concepts ones you know bringing back the concepts Mm -hmm. and this was in probably 2009 or 10 and You want it to be true that you're finding a pair of of dunks on that level. Um, Yeah, Yeah. but it it just was too good to be true. And I think I remember specifically the splatter on them on the upper was was like a little too pixelated almost. Mm -hmm. It it didn't look as natural as it does on the real shoe. So I I had to pass on that one because actually I think I do – I think I remember too, and maybe I've mentioned it here, but that I – did take a gamble on a, a purchase like that at Buffalo Exchange once because there was a DS pair of Puff and Stuff dunks, okay. and they were forty bucks. And I said, I'm not sure if these are legit, but I'm going to buy them, and I'll figure it out later. And and I never wore them. And years later, You're when fake. I was selling off some stuff, I, I when I dropped them off to the people I was selling to, oh, so I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know if these are fake or not, but let me know. And they were like, Yeah, they are. But I never wore them, so let that be known. Those for
2: a lot of money now too.
1: Puff and Stuff dunks. Yeah. Are you for real? Do I and need to look it up?
0: Also, when I was home over the summer, I sent you guys the Tiffany Dunks that I oh, knew yeah. were fake. And I was just like, let me see if there's a shot that maybe they are real. I send it to you guys in the group chat, the Tiffany Dunks from years and years ago. And yeah. wealthy in five seconds response. <laughs> totally fake. So he brought back some of that college energy
1: <laughs> <laughs> put it on the whiteboard
0: but speaking of sbs I feel like wealthy and i have gave away a lot of sneakers every recently. week i
1: haven't got to give away any sneakers in this ebay giveaway thing we're doing
0: it's your turn and you got to go one
1: finally yes uh, i have here for our winner this week a pair of homer nike sb dunk lows this is such a special sneaker to me this is a sneaker i can remember looking online for for years i remember being in high school and this is kind of the thing that i wanted so bad in terms of sb dunks because I was such a huge Simpsons fan mm. growing up. I had so many DVD box sets and all kinds of rare um, memorabilia and things like that. I had all the books. I was listening to commentary on episodes and things like that. So Homer Dunks, one that I've always wanted and one that we're going to give away this week. Again, our eBay sneaker giveaway. Authenticity guarantee tag on there, just so you know, it's legit. That's very important. The winner is, as Joe mentioned, Scott Dickinson from Roanoke, Virginia. Joe, do you have a pair?
0: I don't have a pair, but I like that the question related to spotting fakes yeah. and then
2: the eBay author. Spotting real. Authentic. Yeah. This
1: is, yeah. Once, yeah. When you see that on there, you know it's legitimate. Oddly
2: yeah. enough, the biggest memory I have of that shoe is Murs wore them in the Batman music video. Okay. So that's a little bit of knowledge nice. that most people probably won't get, but. Nice one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dave Matthews apparently knows the Murs reference. I see him just in the background waving around, so.
1: And just so people know how this works, we're giving away sneakers every week. And basically, on Friday, we're going to tweet out from the Complex Sneakers account uh, a call for submissions yes. for people to ask us a question here on the podcast. If we pick your question to read out on the air and answer, we are going to give you a free pair of sneakers as chosen by us, thanks to the good people at eBay. So, uh, and if, if they're not your size, you can sell them on eBay, of course. Yep. No fees, over
2: $100. Awesome. Shout out to you, Scott. All right, so guest of the week, good friend of yours. No better person to introduce them. Yes. Our guest on today's
0: podcast is a Super Bowl champion and was an all-pro wide receiver for the New York Giants. While playing in the NFL, he was widely recognized as not only one of the most stylish players off the field, but also one of the league's biggest sneakerheads. With the blogs, magazines, and brands taking notice of his fashion and footwear choices, in 2015 he joined only a handful of legendary NFL athletes to get their own signature sneaker. In fact, his Nike-designed shoe was the first of its kind when it came to an off-field lifestyle shoe. Multiple colorways of his sneaker would sell out, and some special makeups hit some places you may never thought they would. In 2018, he also got his chance at releasing two pairs of Air Force Ones, and a year later, he dipped into the high-fashion footwear space with the Pierre Hardy collaboration. You can still catch him wearing heat on E's daily pop morning show and leading your workouts as a coach on his fitness app, Ladder. Please welcome to the Complex Sneakers podcast, our friend, Victor Cruz.
3: What up, baby? What's How going you doing, everybody? Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for joining. We're gonna get into your sneaker history. We're, we're happy
1: to have you, Vic. I feel like this is some insight for for us, like into the Kith group chat. You know, two
3: high they ranking, have no idea, Kith, you
1: know, Kith officials right here. I yeah, feel like exactly. this is this is special. Absolutely done. Do you want to? Yeah, Vic, I want I want to take it way back before before all of that, and I want to know kind of what. You were doing in terms of footwear as as a young man in Patterson, New Jersey. You know, where were you getting shoes and which shoes meant a lot to you back then?
3: Man, for me, I, it was dreaming about shoes because mm-hmm. my mother was like, yo, man, like you can't get these. Like this isn't happening. Like the Dion Diamond Turfs. Yeah. Like I would dream about those joints sitting in the corner of my bedroom, like appearing one day, you know, as a surprise for my mom or something like that. But Never happened. I came, I doubled back later and got a couple of pairs, yeah. but, uh, but as a kid, I did a lot of dreaming and then Air Force Ones really hit. And then that's when I was like super Air Force One kid. And I was wearing, your boy was wearing mids back then because mids were hot <laughs> when I was young. So it was like jewel check mids, all of yeah. those were kind of yeah. my thing and then just kind of collecting those and just being a fan of just sneakers. You kind of felt growing up that sneakers was not just like something that was you know, put on your feet and keep it moving. It was like it was your identity. It was who you were. It was it, it identified who you hung out with. Like it was so many things embodied within the sneaker culture that, that I understood at a very young age. Wasn't there something where you were kind of begging your mom for the Jordan 12s? I think it was and you skipped a couple meals in order to save up the money for them. That's a fact. That's a fact. I skipped a couple of meals, but God bless my mom, yo. Know, she waited in line for me. I still kiss her on the forehead randomly to this day, like, yo, Ma, thank you for just like she waited being in line the, where where at? So this was at this was downtown Patterson, New Jersey at the okay. Foot Locker, right on the corner. Everybody knew like that's where you pick up your kicks at. I had a plug there, but that day you still had to wait in line. Like it was still Bread 12s was like a thing like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you had to wait in line. So mom's waited there. I think she waited like an hour, like a good hour. Missed the hour of work, got there later. Meanwhile, I'm at school crispy, like showing off to people. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the start. Not the start, but that's when it was like became a thing where I was like, I got to have these. And you started to feel that affinity for, for the sneaker culture. Was there a moment kind of where it changed
1: from those footlocker pickups and things like that to the whole sneaker boutique or the limited edition stuff for you?
3: Yeah, it was kind of – see, it was different for me because I kind of came from both sides, right? I came from a level of when sneakers were accessible. Like, I used to walk in and, like, joints would be on the shelves, like, ready, you know, sizes, full-size runs, like, trying things on. So, like, I come from that era and then now to come kind of full circle where – I mean, I'm losing on Sneakers app every chance I get, you know, just <laughs> off the sheer fun of it. I love doing that stuff. Um, but I think it's like, it's just that transition leads me to appreciate both sides of it. It's like I, I appreciated when there was, you know, a plethora of sneakers out there on shelves. And then now, fast forward, it's like I appreciate the exclusivity and how people like kind of crave and go crazy for them because that's the love you want these sneakers to get because the storylines and everything behind them are just so powerful.
2: Vic, when you went to college at UMass, I know Amherst is kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Was it hard to get shoes out there that were actually cool?
3: Um, Yeah, like I had to. How was I getting kicks? I would drive down to Springfield, which is like the hood, yeah. and, we would yeah. like, you know, find our little spots there. But it was very difficult. I was ordering a bunch of shoes. Um, I remember being on my sidekick, right, on, in college and like going on different yeah. sites and different <laughs> joints out. So like I probably aged myself with that one, but um, <laughs> I just remember like the hunt was definitely different back then and, and it was definitely a lot harder to grab kicks. I mean, Amherst was one of the few cities or town, ta- I mean it's not definitely not a city, a town yeah. that legalized marijuana, like when I was in college. Like they had whole fields of people smoking weed really? in back college. Then? And I was so like, mind you, I had no idea I'm from Paterson, guys, I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. I'm like, cop why are you not locking these people up? They're smoking <laughs> weed outside. Like, <laughs> yes. what's going on out here? Um, but yeah, so it was like definitely not the, the best place to cop a rare pair of like Air Force Ones or something crazy.
0: And then, Vic, did you have like that whole New York, New Jersey athlete going to like the New England and like in the fresh shoes and putting people on? And like, I remember even at UConn, it was like, oh, you have this New York accent. Were you that guy as you started playing like football there as well?
3: 100%. Especially from like a style fashion perspective, mm-hmm. right? Like, I walk around like New York City, like New yeah. Jersey, you know? And then you could see that. And then people gravitate to that. And then they start talking about my accent and different words I would use, even at UMass, like even at you know, it's not too far away from New York. Yeah. But you could tell there's especially in Amherst, there's a complete shift of culture there. And uh, I was definitely the the Jersey cat. You know, I was the Jersey dude of the bunch. And uh, but I relish in that. You know, that was always the best. And, and the Jersey dudes, especially at UMass, we were always the best athletes. So we'll take it. <laughs> Nice. So thank you.
1: <laughs> on, on that college level, was that the first time maybe you were around people from sneaker brands? Like, were you, did you have in your idea at that point? Oh, I'm, I could go pro. I could one day be affiliated with a sneaker brand. Like, when did you finally get that idea in your head to where that could be a real thing for you?
3: Man. I mean, it was always a dream. I mean, it wasn't until I got into the league and then literally after my first preseason game, um, that's when I signed my Nike deal, like my Nike contract as a rookie or whatever. And that's when I was like, okay, like Nike came right after that game. That that's how this works. Like you produce and then good things happen. So I was like, okay, I, I understand how this works. So the more I kept producing, the more things kept happening. And then the more I kept embedding myself in other things. So as the fashion things grew within what I was doing, that's when the sneaker thing, especially with Nike kind of came as an idea or kind of was even broached because of what I was doing in both avenues. So it wasn't until I got into the league, but I always dreamed, you know, you always dream of having your own shoe, whatever that is. I mean, it's always been with Nike for me as a kid. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jordan and Nike and everything they've done pretty much shaped my entire life. Um, But it wasn't until I got to the league and started to really carve out this niche for me, uh, for myself. And then that's when it came, you know, kind of became a reality.
0: So, Vic, it happened that first preseason game, the Rex Ryan clip. Like, who is that? Who is that dude? Nike came calling, like, the next day?
3: I distinctly remember the next day. I think they might have sent the contract over. But, like, I was playing or I was, like, practicing. And they were like, yo, we'll let you focus. We'll get to this after. If you make the team, like, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I distinctly remember because I was a rookie. And we obviously it was a Giants-Jets game. Yeah. But the rookies couldn't stay at home. We had to go back to Albany because that's where training camp was. Although the veterans got to like stay and hang out and then go the next day. So I remember waking up the next morning kind of just looking on my phone and I get an email like, hey, Nike just came through with wow. this deal. You know, my, my rookie contract. And then um, and then we kind of went from there. And even though it was just a rookie deal with like some merch and like whatever it was, I was like, yo, this is like yeah. official. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't yeah. tell me nothing. So I, I quickly understood how. When you produce well, good things happen and I wanted to keep producing well so I could keep getting the perks.
2: When did it first you you first take off on the internet being someone you know, you'd post on Instagram with sneakers and everyone started paying attention to you? You're doing interviews with like DJ Vlad for Sneaker Watch mm-hmm. back then, getting mm-hmm. posted on all the blogs. What was that attention like for your shoes?
3: Well, I think um It was dope. I mean, it was dope just to have an energy around shoes, just to have a thing that I grew up loving and and just being a part of and being able to talk about and be on these platforms. I think one thing that I did, one photo, I remember when I got the Galaxy phone posits Mm. and I posted them and then that picture like went went crazy. And then from there on, I kind of started showing up at these um, at these sneaker shows and like these Mm. these joint, you know, the trade shows and everything like that. And just either wearing fly kicks there or just, uh, you know trading buying i just be i just wanted to be one with the culture whatever was going on i wanted to be there and be part of it so just showing up at those events and people just getting to know me and getting to know my personality hosting a couple of them um it was dope and i think that's what really like embedded me in the sneaker culture definitely especially in the tri-state area
2: but even being a nike athlete at that time i know you said that you still were buying Sneakers or you couldn't you still couldn't get everything that you wanted like how much were you blowing on shoes back then even though you were getting things for free?
3: (laughs) I mean, man, I was in. <laughs> <That worked out. laughs> like, I was in. I was. If anybody knows Sneaker Room in Jersey, I was in there maybe. Yeah, Siraj. I was in two, three times a month, spending at least anywhere from twelve hundred to like twenty five hundred bucks on some shoes. I, and then I had a child, and then I'm like, well, I can't just have her not wear right these right. shoes. So like now it just doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was as much. as, I would say, especially back then, as much as I was getting, you know, on the arm or like through Nike. Um, I was probably getting an equal amount like purchase, and I was even going to buy my own shoe. I had to go buy my own shoe mm. so I could like give it to some of my friends because you know how like yes. you just they would yeah. it would they would drive me nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? So I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna go cop you a twelve. I gotta go cop you my yes. own shoe." <laughs> in 12. I, I think just Kanye you West has pay. a story like that. Yes. Um, after the
1: Yeezys yeah. came out, the first Nike Air Yeezy that he was going on eBay and buying pairs for people because he didn't have. Enough to kind of exactly. spread around because everybody just assumes you have four hundred pairs ready to go at any
3: given time. Like I ju- I could just back the truck up to your house and <laughs> just dump all of my inventory, all of my stock on your front lawn. So
0: Vic, from the rookie season and right away getting hit up by Nike on that rookie deal, how long does it take until the potential signature shoe conversation starts happening?
3: So it wasn't until – so after my rookie year, it wasn't until – because I got hurt that year. And then I came back the next year, and that's the year we won the Super Bowl. Okay. So I think my deal was about a three-year deal, so it ended the same time that the Giants – my Giants deal ended. So we had to okay. renew both at the same time, which was a fantastic time frame for me if yeah, anybody's like, paying attention out there. You need
0: your signature back yeah we see we, we need your signature on two on two pieces of paperwork <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly exactly so i'm sitting back and it ended up being the perfect timing because by the time i had won the champ you know won the super bowl i was already kind of embedding myself in the fashion world going mm-hmm. fashion week and, and being there and i cut the ribbon for fashion week the that year i believe so like i was fully entrenched in the fashion world And at that time, it was new for football players to kind of be in that market like that and be relevant and and be seen as someone that was legitimate in that market. So I was just excited to, like, be believable in that space. And then it was like, okay, how do I double down and continue to grow within this space with everything else that I do? And I think Nike kind of kind of had to nudge them a little bit. Um, But I think Nike kind of came around and saw that, too. And then that's when we sat down. And kind of had that conversation. But it was just crazy because I'm sure you guys did your research. Like, in the heart of me doing this shoe, all these guys kind of leave Nike and go to Adidas. And it's just like, okay, wait, like, hi, I have a. We were making a shoe, guys. Could you leave Mm -hmm. after that, maybe? Like, take some time. But I want to ask about that. It was a roller coaster, to, to, to say the least.
1: I remember when those guys left nike and went to adidas this is mark dolce mark minor and dennis dekovic and i I was reporting on all that stuff at the time and there was this one court document where they said that one of those designers had had stolen some nike design files called victor cruz cad final nsw or something like that do you remember that moment when your kind of potential sneaker had brought up in this lawsuit obviously not involving you but just referencing the shoe do
3: you remember seeing that I had no I'm finding this out right now. Literally, as you said, I had no idea that that was even in, like, the paperwork. But Mm -hmm. I remember, like, it was myself and Mark Dolce that was designing the shoe, and we were talking about it. We would have constant dialogue on text, or I'd call him or whatever. And I remember texting him with an idea, like, yo, we should put a rear strap on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of going through the motion. He goes, I just left Nike. And I'm like, (laughs) wow. "Um, A huge moment in the industry. literally and this is yeah. before it, was, it might have been the day before it was going to be announced the next morning and i was like okay and i go well what does that mean for me and he goes well i don't know <laughs> and i was like so there was like a good i want to say three or four month lull period where i kind of had to wait out wait for them to kind of rehire and then bring me back up and we finally got it done but it was definitely uh some leaps and bounds they didn't even let us put the red pair out first because they thought it resembled the yeezy too much and thought that, you know, Dolce was stealing designs and did this as a kind of as a slap in the face to Nike. But it wasn't. We kind of made this from scratch. We, you know, we ideated around it. But the all red pair in the beginning was definitely Nike was like, nah, bro. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. And they
2: and they didn't drop. They ended up at Marshall's. Right. And your sister calls you and yeah. is like Vic. The shoes are there for fifty nine ninety nine
3: and you go and buy all the shoes. And you know your sister, like, and you like, you don't know, like, are you for real? Like yeah. FaceTime me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like FaceTime She FaceTimes me and she has this shoe in her hand. And I almost like I dropped my phone and was yeah. like, I'm going to all the Marshalls. I was going to the Rosses. I was going mm-hmm. to everywhere. Like I need to know where all of these are. I even had like Siraj on the hunt. He's in Jersey City. He found like <laughs> he found like 20 pairs in Jersey wow. City randomly. Vic, did you and want that shoe like, to come out and Nike didn't want to put it out or or what was the? Yeah, I wanted that shoe to come out. It was the first like we sat down in a meeting. That was the first sample that came out. I tried it on. Like there's photos of me on my phone of me trying on that shoe because that was the first shoe that was going to come out. And then we were going to unroll, you know, roll out the other colorways. Um, but I think once Nike kind of caught wind of everything and then they saw the shoe and was like, no, I think I think the time frame of when the All Red Yeezy and them this shoe came out was just. Too much, and it was too much turmoil going on around it. It was just not going to happen.
0: You got a good cake out of it, though—a good birthday cake, one year,
3: just like That's the red. True. Yeah,
0: he had the red, the red uh Victor Cruz trainer.
3: I love the cake. That cake was special because you know how, like, you know, shout out to Bree. She always like yeah. my birthday properly every year. But it's always funny because I always pay for my own cake, mm. so I get to for your birthday. So I see, like <laughs> what? My, don't worry about it. It is. It is. Ronnie,
1: Ronnie Feig never bought a cake for you. <laughs> Joe, never, Joe never, had a uh, you know cake boss whip something up some
3: tiramisu or something. You're actually right. I need to. That's a legitimate gripe that I have with Ronnie. I'm gonna circle back on that one with him. Yeah. Oh baby.
0: yeah.
3: Um, but the cake was funny. So I, I'm on my way to like the spot, and I get an alert on my phone for like it says uh cruise cake for like seven hundred bucks, and I was like, <laughs> what? The fuck? Yeah. What kind of cake is this? Like, what do we? What are we doing here? But um but yeah, but that cake was fly. It was it was definitely a memorable birthday.
0: Vic, how many pairs do you think between you and Siraj and some others did you accumulate of that red colorway?
3: Ooh, in total, I probably have I still have a couple. Uh in total we probably got a good fifty pairs. Wow. Between me and Siraj, like forty pairs. But then Nike came around and made it right and they snatched all the pairs from the factory and then gave them to me. So I ended up okay. with like of uh, something over like seventy pairs, and I was giving out like Santa Claus and shit. Backing, Backing up the too. truck, got it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
2: I think one of the bigger pairs too of the trainer crews actually got the chance to interview you and Siraj at Sneaker Room when you did the pink pair, the Sneaker Room collab for charity. And I think you ended up raising a couple hundred thousand dollars um, for breast cancer on on that too. And that's like a big theme, I guess, with you and sneakers giving back to the community.
3: Yeah, huge, especially with myself and the foundation, uh, the Victor Cruz Foundation. It's all about giving back and finding unique ways to incorporate STEM education and things like that into the community and just give back. And then if anybody knows Siraj, I mean, he's his whole thing is around giving back and and being in the community. So it felt like it felt like something special to do. He already does like a breast cancer shoe every year. And it was dope to kind of be in that lineage with the Air Trainer Cruz with him. Both of us being from Jersey and having all of these ties together was pretty cool.
1: Vic, can you tell us a little bit more about kind of the making of your shoes? So the shoe release, the Air Trainer Cruise in 2015, I I just want to get some insight into how that process actually works because having a signature shoe is such a rare thing and so few people ever in the history of sneakers get to do that. Like how many times are you going back and forth to Nike? How many notes are you giving them and then them showing you something like, what does it look like?
3: Yeah. So initial conversations are pretty actually fun. Like it's, you know, you, when you're going through the process, you kind of don't even know you're going through the process because they're asking you questions like what's your favorite cars and what's your what are your favorite shoes right now? What colors do you like? Show us your favorite clothing. Show mm-hmm. us things. What do you like about this clothing? Is there a buckle? Is there a belt line? Is there a texture fabric? So I'm giving them just like literally digging deep and just telling them, answering all these questions, trying to give them as much you know, um, creative background as possible. I told them about my grandmother's like clear couches when I was back in the day. I told them how the number three is important to me, which you saw on the air on the Air Force One later. We did like the three tabs. Mm-hmm. Um, so like different little things like that, that I was just giving them a bunch of information. And then at the end they were like, all right, we got this down. And as I'm I'll never forget, as I'm like talking, and then I told them that uh one of my favorite pairs was the Air Trainer One, which is why the tooling <laughs> You see the Air Trainer 1 tooling on that shoe. And I remember Dolce sitting there as I'm talking, like sketching just a little outline of something and literally had like the outline of a shoe already done by the time I was done, like, like having the conversation. And I was just like, in that first what? conversation, you kind of had like the outline and the tooling. Mm-hmm. And I told we talked about like being the first um, um, shoe with like two straps on it. How do we do that? How do we execute that so it doesn't look too gaudy or too much? How do we embed like different, you know, things about my family in there? Like the black pair had my dad's, you know, it's kind of based around his um, his fireman outfit with the three, D the three M piping and then having those special messages inside the Velcro. Like I wanted the story. Nike, you know, nobody tells a story better than Nike does. So I wanted to make sure there's a lot of little moments in there that kind of unroll that storyline, you know, as I thought I was going to be making these making the air trainer one, two, three, four and five. So we wanted to, you know. Have something in the beginning that we could unroll and, and unveil throughout the rest of the sneakers if I ever got that opportunity.
1: How close did you get to a Two, three, four, five. Was there ever any conversation for a sequel? We,
3: yeah, we had. It was funny. Before the first one even came out, they loved it so much. They was like, yo, we're doing a second one. And I was like, okay, this is, this is it. Like, okay, we're going to start the lineage and things like that. And then I remember it was Ben Kirshner that was working on it at the time. And we shout started making some initial shout out to Ben and we started making some initial conversations and initial cads. But then out of nowhere, they just it just deaded it. They just canceled it. And um, I think part of it was, again, you're producing on the field. You're going to keep getting the perks. I unfortunately got injured towards the end of my career. when we were making those second, you know, thinking about making those second and third pairs. Um, that's when I got hurt. And it was like, oh, you ain't on the field. You're not gonna. It doesn't work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I think that was part of it, to be honest.
2: How how special were those like Nike Sportswear, Nike Lab, Twenty One Mercer days? Like, were you just like treated Dude. like a king when you'd walk into the store? Oh
3: man, they, I mean, let's be honest. They still treat me like a king when I walk in. There. <laughs> <laughs> let's be, let's be very clear top. about that. You dropped it. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. No, I mean, those days were dope. Like, I remember going in there and then going into the bespoke room and you just see, like, DJ Clark Kent in there making something and then you have a whole conversation with him Next thing you know, you're in there three hours and you get to see new shit that's coming in and out. Like, it's just um, it's just an experience. It's a whole thing. It's not just about the, the kicks. Obviously, that's a microcosm of why you're there. But, like, you'd walk in that room and see anyone and, and have, you know, dope conversations and meet dope people and be in a dope area and it was really... uh. It was a moment for me, man, for sure.
2: Who was the craziest person
3: you met in in um, hours where you're like? Craziest person I met?
2: In terms of like a fame level? Yeah, just like, because remember, like we heard like Vashti's talking about like, what was it, like Robert De Niro? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
3: David I remember- I did, Back there making a pair of, of spokes. I remember one time me and um, I was back there and who was, I think it was Bun B was back there one time and we, and we chopped it up and that was like my first time getting to talk to him and holla at him. And, um and I think he like, I think he started designing the shoe there and started talking about things he likes and doesn't like. And we all know Bun like loves kicks. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when I saw him, that was a dope experience for me, just getting to know Bun and being in that space. I think up until that point, I, had not, I hadn't been with another like celebrity or rapper in a space like that, just having one-on-one or like conversation in a small group like that so I thought it was dope.
1: And Victor in in that new Nike deal you were in, you mentioned earlier the perks. How much better were the perks at the new level of Vic X Nike? Now can can you get any sneaker you want? Is it is it all Yeah, we
3: have We have some percentages on 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 goods, you know mm. what I mean? We have some so we have some kickback there. So, so you um, get a royalty yeah, I, on each shoe that that sells is that what you're saying? So I got a royalty um, on the Air Trainer Cruise. Everyone that sold, I got a royalty. And I still get a couple checks from that as of recently. Like, I still get a residual from that, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the perks went up, the residuals on the kicks, which was a big part of the deal, which is why it was perfect that the deal kind of ended up ending at the same time because you could kind of make – because the sneaker was happening with the deal. So now right. you can carve in whatever you wanted to do with the sneaker into the deal and embed it together. So it was dope. And, um, and that was the best part was the fact that like, you can just figure out the benchmarks. And if I get X amount of yards, I get this, you know, stipulation, and you get more money here and there. But then again, I had my own like sportswear guy, I guess. I mean, there was many different guys at Nike that I would call and be like, yo, I need, I need those calls for like like, <laughs> you need <color."> a Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what are we doing? So, uh, but the perks definitely went out with the new deal for sure.
0: Vic, obviously Ronnie Feig, a, big mutual friend of ours how much did he help you in the design obviously we know him he's very hands-on in whatever we're doing but how much <laughs> did you lean on him or like bounce ideas back and forth when like you were getting the cads and things like that
3: i definitely hit him but you know ronnie like you got to show him something when it's like ready or at yes. least like close to ready. you can't show him like <laughs> some early shows. he's like yo uh, just show me that later like yeah no. yeah, yeah. So, I, so i sent him some like maybe like second iterations or whatever. When we put the second strap in there, I think is mm-hmm. when I showed him and he loved it. And he was just like, yo, like I'd wear this shoe. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I love this shoe the way it is. I'd wear this shoe. He gave me a couple things to tweak, uh, uh, you know, colorway wise or just skew wise. And, um, but yeah, he definitely was involved. I mean, I hit him about everything. You know, you, you yes. can't have a friend like that, as you know, Joe, and not try to tap into what he's thinking and how he sees fashion and the footwear business in general he's been doing it for so long i'd be an idiot not to get his opinion so i just sent them my uh, i'm doing a part two to the pierre hardy shoe nice uh which is coming out yeah it's coming out um it's coming out pretty dope so to be around holiday at that's dropping. so i already sent them some iterations literally like last week um uh, i'll be getting your opinion too joe offline we'll uh but we'll go from there what,
2: what are what are the the kith trips really like that's what, that's what that's what we really want to know that's listen, the listen, heart of the we matter. only got an hour
3: with him okay yeah. <laughs> a lot of those things are trapped in a vault too yeah. like a whole oh, we can't even talk Put about out a actually.
1: documentary in 10 years
3: <laughs> nah, but i think the best part of them to be honest is that like ronnie is is just puts us in a position to just see places and things that we probably would never see on our own like Going to places like Wyoming, these different places that are just beautiful parts of the world that like I'm not waking up booking a trip to Wyoming. I can tell you that right now. You know what I mean? So the fact that he finds these ways to get us out there and these places are beautiful and to embed his, you know, the clothing stuff within all of that, um, it's just a bonus, to be honest. But the fellowship and the friendship is, you know, uh, above all. Did you
1: ever play basketball with Joe Lapuma on any of these trips? Because we heard a story recently
2: about. Of
3: course, so cool. Joking hoop, yo. Joking well, hoop. Listen, Joke and hoop. What's, what's may a,
2: not
0: listen may not show up in the box score. Yeah, but does the fundamentals yeah.
3: right. What's Joe's stat line looking like, Vic? <laughs> Joe's gonna get you if we're going. Let's say games to what twenty, right? Joe okay. gets you six points. Okay. He'll get you- He'll get you four or five rebounds, some key steals, some possessions, some key offensive rebounds, which he's done before. I've I've witnessed that with my own eyes.
0: I'm diving Uh, for uh, loose balls, right?
3: 100%. Yeah. He's the Draymond
0: Green. He's going to do all the dirty work
1: for me. Okay.
0: Vic, um, (laughs) we've been on the trip so, so much together. Uh, When it was like a branded, you know, sometimes we did Adidas. Ronnie knew that like, oh, I couldn't wear the footwear, right, a lot. So you had to like... Did you have to, like, hide out of the, the Instagram photos or anything like that? It was conscious well, decision. It,
3: very conscious decision. I had to wear everything that was very tonal, like, yeah. no big logos. Um, and I just couldn't post the footwear. So, yeah. like, they, like, Ronnie would just give me a bunch of, like, tonal joints or something like that. Or I'd bring my own footwear for the mm-hmm. trip. But it was very much, like, Nike would be very touch and go with that stuff because they knew how... You know, yeah. uh, Ronnie just, you know, he, he messes with everybody, all the brands, yeah. A6, Adidas. Obviously, he has a, you know, he has a rapport and a relationship with all of them. Um, and they knew that. So um, they were definitely cautious of me wearing other, other brands. But I kind of, I did my best to keep it, uh, you yeah. know, keep it above board.
2: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> the thing I want to ask you about that's kind of tied back to that. Uh, before we shot this, we were all kind of joking about um, it was the original photo that you posted when you seated. All the shoes yeah. with all with all the boxes. Yes. And there's yes. there's yep. Joe Ronnie, but there's also like <laughs> Travis Scott and you know Jay Z. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Jay got his pair. Jay got his pair. He wore his pair randomly too. I got like somebody gave me like some pixelated photo of him wearing them one time. I couldn't even post it. I was like this. So I was like, um but yeah, I remember I remember making all the lists and putting them all up and then taking the photo. And not realizing just how crazy that photo would actually get. The name and not realizing, the photo. Yeah. yes, And then not realizing how many people I left out that were hitting me, like, yo, what's up? Like, I don't see my name on there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Um, but it was it was definitely one of those moments that like, you know, I still get Beats still talks to me to this day about that about that moment when he saw his name on the boxes. I love
1: that. And <laughs> you have Joe LaPuma's Puma's name in this in the company of Swiss Beats Well, uh, LeBron James, <laughs> Wale,
0: Fabulous, I'll Jay-Z. Tell you. I'll tell you, that photo, we always talk about it. Like, when we hear from people we haven't heard from in years, like, you know, you could... Sneaker shopping, knock on wood, has had some really big guests on it, Mm -hmm. and, like, you don't hear from... But when that photo went... (laughs) up on instagram <laughs> i heard from people i haven't heard from in like six years trying like get you a pair no just like right, oh to... joe we see your name next to like all these people yeah. so that was definitely you right like, between a, I, I, I think you were right in between yeah.
1: drake and action bronson
0: yeah listen i was like they, they, I, I, I got like texts from like numbers that i didn't have saved in my phone like oh we saw like in that group of the star-studded seating yeah. list so that was that was a good moment
2: for your good friends company. as well
3: yeah <laughs> I know you had I got said that. You- out here in these streets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know you had said that you had uh, given Eli Manning a pair. Did you ever get an update if he wore the shoes or not? You guys had some like Hoboken nights together.
3: <laughs> Man, I still haven't gotten a visual on Eli <laughs> rocking the shoes. You know, Eli's running joke it, to me is the most hilarious thing. So I had a brand called Young Wales, like in my oh, early yeah, I remember early. Remember that? Like, remember that? Yeah. So I used to seat it out to like everyone in the on the team. And I never got Eli one, right? And I think i I think I put like a hoodie on his on his chair one day or something, but somebody must have took it or moved it or whatever. So his running joke to me is like, yo, I didn't even get a young whale's headband or anything. When got anything for me. And I was like, Eli, I put it in your locker, somebody must have taken it. But every single time he sees me, he was like, Yo, I wish I had that young Whales shirt or anything, man. I have <laughs> Just one piece. It was... <laughs> a
1: pair, pair of socks or something.
3: Exactly. But I definitely see him a pair. He probably, knowing Eli, he probably like got it framed in his house. He'll never rock him, probably.
0: I feel like the Jay Z picture is up here, but Eli Manning in the Air Trainer Cruise is right there. It would be right there. Yeah.
3: Where's your <laughs> A
0: little lower. That's okay. Yeah, Eli and Jay Z is probably like right there if, if we get a next, picture next. of
1: Eli. Vic, I want to know too. Obviously, you care a lot about sneakers in general, and, and I have to assume that to some extent, even while you were at the height of your Nike deal you were probably interested in sneakers other than Nike's were you quietly kind of buying stuff and you know never publicly putting it on or, or are you really just the Nike guy through and through
3: yeah i had some uh I had a couple of pairs of turtle doves and things mm-hmm. like that back in the day but, um what was that? the 720s the high top joints the high yeah, top yeah the Uh, The 750, I had those. So I was like getting, and I love Stan Smith. So I was like, I still got like 10 pairs Stan Smith brand new in the box right now. So um, I was definitely a fan of other sneakers, a fan of other shoes. And I would secretly like hit like other brands like Jeff Staple would make something. I'd be like, yo, I need that, but don't like, don't post me or nothing like that. So so I would definitely create those relationships, but I was always a fan of other brands for sure.
0: Vic, what was it like when you told your mom who waited in line that hour for the Jordan twelve, I think it was that you said, that you were getting a sneaker multiple colorways, and you're homaging your father and you're having these messages in it. What was her reaction like?
3: She um she was like in awe. Like she yeah. couldn't believe that I was like in this position to even get these kicks and and have these sneakers and do something with Nike and be back and forth to Portland and be on FaceTime with them as they're ideating and getting my opinion on things like She was really... uh, And then right after that wore off, she was like, well, I need every color and every pair. And (laughs) I was like, okay, you got it. Every every single color I had. Are you kidding? You think I want turmoil in this? Like, I can't go... (laughs) She got the Rose Gold
0: Ricos and everything, right? (laughs)
3: Yeah, everything. Every single colorway. And she'd be mad. She was one of the people I had to, like, go and, like, buy a couple pair for Mm -hmm. because, like, you know, I ran out of inventory here at the crib and had to get her a pair. So... Um, she got every color, and every now and again, she'll pull up, like, if we're going out on Saturday or we're going to the mall or going somewhere, she'll, like, pull up in her pink joints or, like, in her, in her weak color joints just trying to flourish on me. So it's all good.
2: And Vic, I heard you say, too, that towards the end of your career when you were kind of, like, trying to shop yourself to other teams that there were some NFL teams that didn't want to sign you because they thought you were too into sneakers and you wouldn't be focused on playing
3: yeah so a couple i think my agent was telling me this that um you know that that they thought i was worried about fashion a little bit more than i was worried about the game and i was like well i mean none of the fashion stuff comes without the game but if that's how you feel, and at that point i was already late in my career and i was like flipping the bird to everybody i could care less you know what i mean like i was like i'm over it and i just wanted to like I wanted to find my next chapter and my next journey already. And luckily I had done some good things in the, like if it wasn't for me being embedded in fashion and trying to like understand it and really entrench myself in it, I'd have none of these opportunities that I did after the game of football. But I think when I was doing it, football was just so young and that just didn't understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what I was trying to do. I mean, and then now you got everybody trying to show that Mm -hmm. they're fashion forward and showing their style and being themselves and it's paid off. So I'm just happy I stuck to my guns and, and, and kept doing it, kept going forward, going to Milan for Fashion Week and and going to Paris and being there and just making that sacrifice. That's really what it is, is making that sacrifice to be there and do what I what I like to do. But uh, but, yeah, it was crazy. Like, you know, Chicago took a flyer on me and I went out there and played for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember it was a Carolina, you know, Carolina brought me in and I thought I was in. Mm. And then they came back and they were like, oh, you know, it's just small city we don't know they don't know if you'd be like want to be in fashion shows and I'm like I want to play football like I want to use these yeah. last couple years to play ball you know what I mean it isn't about the fashion although yes I'm going to be very fashion forward at every game it is what it is Yeah. It is but like you is.
1: said it's it's that thing you mentioned earlier of all that stuff comes once you perform well on the field like your your Nike shoe came because
3: you put in the work playing football like you're there to play football exactly 100% and I knew that like I knew very clearly early on, like I mentioned before, like the football is going to drive everything else and still does kind of still is the overarching theme of my life. I can't I can't escape that. But I knew if I do good at this, everything else will follow all of the perks, everything that I want to do in life will follow. If I do this the right way and I behave myself the right way and treat people the right way, I knew that the good things come from that.
2: Vic. I heard you say that um, you really wanted the, I think it's the Jim Red Air Jordan 1s that were the European exclusive, and you made someone fly to Switzerland (laughs) to buy the shoes for you? What's that story? Well, technically, technically,
3: I did not make him fly there. He wanted them too, and he just happened to just be going there. Shout out to my man, Derek, who like, he goes above and beyond for all sneakers. Like, he literally... I think he was looking them up and saw that the last pairs were in Switzerland mm-hmm. it was and was like, well, euro only
1: release, right? Yeah.
3: Euro only release, and he found a couple pairs, and they were only in Switzerland. So he was like, I'm booking a flight. And I was like, Are you serious? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Well, here's my 600. So you can just go get my pair too, like. So he literally, like a man of his word, went out there, got my pair, brought them back, and um, they're one of my favorite shoes. I tried not to wear them too much, but uh, they're one of my favorite pairs of Jordan ones for sure.
2: Is that the craziest thing you've done for a pair of shoes?
3: Um, I believe that was the craziest thing I've done for a pair of shoes. I'm still trying to think through my mental Rolodex. I've done a lot of different things for sneakers. <laughs> driven. I've driven to Philly in a blizzard. Wow. For what? Um, I drove to Philly in a blizzard for... What did I drive for? It was the... Why was I going to Philly. I think there it was, was like a fusion or something. I, no, I think it was some AI joints because I think I got to meet AI like at the store. Some inside okay. thing. And, and I think it was like it started snowing early in the day and we were like, "Yo, it'll stop by the time we get there." And nope, it ran, it snowed the whole time and I got to meet AI and, and get the kicks. I think I remember that. Um and that was a, that was a moment for sure. But like man, there's not I mean, my mom waiting in line, me driving to Philly, sending somebody to Switzerland. I'll do whatever, dog. I used to dream about that diamond turf. Like, let's go back to that. You know what I mean? So I'll do whatever for a pair now.
0: One thing that was crazy to me, and I told you this, is we had Todd Gurley on sneaker shopping a few years ago, and I asked him, like, which football signature sneaker did he like the most? And he picked you, even over the Deion Sanders and the Bo Jackson. What was it like to get that feedback from, like, some of your peers,
3: that's ill, man. Todd's my guy, too, man. Such a good dude. We have many conversations, but um, it was humbling, to be honest, to see guys that you know come come after you and still appreciate what you've laid out before them. You know what I mean? And still appreciate, like, from a fashion perspective, like what I've done, and for them to love it that much to call it their favorite is like incredible. Like I I always you know keep that in the memory bank in high regard and be grateful for the opportunity to make something that was that dope. And it's always like. I love on Instagram too. Like I always get a random tag from someone in like yeah. Japan rocking years my shoe later, or something yeah. like that, and I'm just like, "Yo, this is this is dope." Like for them to still be, you know, in love with this shoe and still want to throw it on is ill. Hopefully, I mean, this is this year's the 10 year anniversary of the Super Bowl. I'm trying to get Nike to retro these things. I don't know if I'm. I feel like I'm still too young for a retro. <laughs> How's like, the campaign going? Are we are we are we I, are we, we into people's ear yet? No, this is the start of it. Look at okay. that. Yes, this. this is the beginning. I want... We need to retro these kicks a couple new colorways. Okay. Why not? But, you know, we'll see. What's your relationship with Nike these days? It's still solid. It's still solid. A lot no of different deal, people say No deal right now. Um, my contract ended and then at, when I retired, I did like one of those retired deals for a year or two, but that ended as well. But still very good rapport with everyone over there. Obviously, a lot of people have come and gone that I've worked with. Um, but I think if, uh, you know, if I if I applied a little pressure on the on the uh on the retro I might I might I might be able to get somewhere. It'll start with it'll start here though on this pod. <laughs> there we go. Dick, it, another sneaker moment.
2: <laughs> another sneaker moment you had that wasn't your own shoe is that you were one of the first people to kind of debut the Nike Mag with the with the mm-hmm. auto lacing. You and Odell sitting at Giant Stadium yeah. like putting the shoes on your feet. How crazy was that for you?
3: That was crazy. I remember me and O oh, just looking at him like, "Yo, like these are insane like the fact that they were just motorized and like you got you could hear it kind of enclose on the foot after he, you know seeing it on Marty McFly like the fact that we were holding them in our hands and tr- being able to try them all was crazy and they were in our size and they didn't let us keep them I'm like, yo Nike for real oh, we? we didn't they didn't let us keep the pairs, but I'm sure the promo looked great and all the yeah, photos, yeah, yeah. So. Was, uh, um, they, they cleaned them yeah.
1: up and sold them or something for retail. <laughs>
3: Exactly. And used all our photos all over the web, but we couldn't keep the shoot.
0: Vic, when Odell was in between deals, did you talk to him about it? I know it was a little later, but when there was rumors like, oh, different brands were coming at him and then Nike gave him a really significant deal. Did you talk to him about during those days about the two deals or, or multiple brands coming at him?
3: Yeah, we had a lot of conversation about it, honestly, and he was really torn, like because yeah. Adidas was coming at him in a major, major way. And Adidas and, was hot um, at the time. Yeah. Adidas was on fire at yeah. the time with the Yeezys, and like him wanting to just be able to wear Yeezy cleats and like what mm-hmm. that would look like for him, and especially I think where I remember, he was at the time. Sorry to interrupt, but I think I remember yep. some Adidas exec at the time mentioning
1: a uh, high-level NFL athlete quietly wearing Yeezys yeah. when nobody was looking, in, in
3: reference. No, to no, that. no, 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 no. I mean, he won't care about this now, but he used to walk around the Giants facility and Yeezys all the time. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> no guys, no guys. Wait, there's, pictures the there's
0: pictures of him that yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So like, and I used to see him in the locker room like, yo, you're bugging right now. Like, are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you? he's like, I don't care. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I, dig- I digress. Um, but yeah, we had conversations when things got really heavy with Adidas, when they were coming at him strong, mm-hmm. he would call me and just weigh out the options and we would talk and I would kind of give him the pros and the cons. And you know, I think he aligned with Ye well, especially just like personality wise yeah. and what he brought to the game and how he played the game, it would have been great synergy. Yeah. But in terms of the technology and what he could accomplish with Nike under that lineage and under that heritage, I just—it was just a no-brainer. And then once they came through, but he really put the pressure on them because Adidas had a deal like this is wow. the number, yeah. and he went to Nike to match it, and Nike was like, "Yeah, you're staying right here, sir. Let's take this whatever <laughs> they awesome. gave him, and don't go anywhere." Yeah, exactly. How
2: how frustrate how frustrating was it for you during your time in the league when the league hadn't really bought into the players can wear whatever they want? You know, there was like the one time a year that. They could do it. And now, you know, yeah. it's like the biggest attraction, like what the players like Stefan Diggs, what he's going to lace up from Mosh, you know.
3: It was crazy, man. It was just, yo, we had to. I was fighting off fines every week. Like, you guys mm-hmm. are finding me because I chose to put the Puerto Rican flag on my shoe this week. Like, are we, is it that serious? It's still red, white and blue. So, I mean, it was just it was definitely a fight because we wanted to have opportunities to show our personalities with our shoes. I mean. Same way we do with regular sneakers when we're, we're out on the weekends. Um, we want to do that same thing on the on the field. And we kind of felt like the cameras were kind of opening up to us and we kind of this was starting to boom and starting yeah. to blossom the more we did it because we started to see different sneaker blocks picking us up and posting them and reposting us. So we started to lean into it a little bit more, and then the NFL was like, let's hold on, chill. Even down to celebrations. I remember when I scored the game a touchdown in Dallas mm-hmm. – uh, my last year with the Giants and oh, kind of went down that and picture. took a photo. Yeah. We got fined for that. Yeah. I mean, they rescinded the, they rescinded the fine afterwards after, once we told them, like, we didn't plan this. It was, wasn't, they thought it was like pre planned, which is, I guess, a fine or mm-hmm. illegal, which is like everyone's pre planned now. They're doing the icky shuffle yeah. all together <laughs> on the yeah. end. Zone. The whole TikTok dance. Yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Juju's got the whole team doing whatever yeah. TikTok dance is relevant at the time. So. I love that now they're letting guys be more of themselves and letting them be, you know, show their personality on the field, which is great.
1: And Victor Cruz has so many sneaker moments, too. I, we'd be remiss not to mention the, the Air Force Ones
3: you did. I yes. mean, we
1: talked so much about your signature shoe. But Vic, tell us about the Air Force One project you did. I think that was 2018 those came out
3: yeah and they debuted at, at complex con and things like that that's another pair that i had to like I i definitely don't have enough pairs for the family for everyone for this one it was just like because it was such a niche moment
2: mm-hmm.
3: um but we figured it out and then going through that process um the biggest thing for me was since it was all white you know the project was everyone designs an all white shoe but you get to do it whatever way you wanted to do it you get right. to yeah. An extra strap or different details, whatever details you want like to apply it. school one, the Travis Scott yep. one, Travis Scott, the Virgil one. Had yeah. one. I think Don yep, C, C had right. had one. Yeah. Um, and then my biggest thing was like, I just wanted it to look like luxury. I wanted the best leather on there. I wanted it to be a mid because going back to me um, as a kid, as a, as a young kid wearing mids. And then I wanted to kind of apply myself to it. So. I kind of told them about the three again and I was like, is there a way we could put like a tassel on the side or something or maybe it's like a, a three straps or something we could put on the side to make it like, you know, accentuate the three, the number three. And they came back with kind of that belt loop and then uh, it was like a three pronged belt loop that came down and it hung perfectly on the side and it had, again, telling the story of the Roman numeral three, which was a chain that myself, Odell, and Sterling all wore and cop because we all wore number three in college, mm-hmm. and then the number eighty, the number eighty, which was my number at that time, and then the Nike swoosh, which was like just the heritage, and just to have, and then they did the um, then they did the chain, which I made the chain out of right. it, but the N Y C, remember the N Y C logo yeah. with the Classic. they did the V I C logo mm-hmm. with that same kind of font with the Nike swoosh through mm-hmm. it, and I was like, I ha- naturally, I have to make this a chain, so it was yeah, like I gotta yeah. make this a uh, but they had that logo on the tongue, which was like my favorite part. And um it really just I mean, everybody loved that shoe and everybody appreciated kind of the storyline and, and the luxury level of all those shoes. That whole collection was pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was a huge moment at ComplexCon. Um and it was a a fun time to be a sneakerhead too, because I was like, All right, I got mine, but I need these Dons, throw me you those John Elliott's. Yes.
2: You need everything. I, I yes. need all of that. I need all of that for real. And you mentioned briefly, you know putting the Puerto Rican flag on your cleats, obviously your Puerto Rican heritage, Nike just dropped those Puerto Rico 97s. Mm. How many pairs for you off that shoe?
3: Well, I asked for two. <laughs> so I got two on the way okay. and I'm definitely about to like fleece some of these, like, oh, you know, these uh, secondary market brands for a couple more. I've got <laughs> to have at least like four or five pairs of the, of the Puerto Rico joints. It's all, it's all, it only makes sense. I
1: love that. And, and, I assume you asked Nike for them, the the two pairs that are on the way. Okay. Correct. correct, correct. You you have the relationship, but you don't have the Nike deal anymore. Vic, to some extent, was there a relief when it ended of, again, you're a guy who's into sneakers, and you mentioned driving to Philly in the blizzard for the the Reebok Iversons. Was there a relief of like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I have all this stuff ready to go that's just been sitting here. Like, now I can wear any
3: brand I want whenever I want. Yeah, a little bit of that for sure. But, I I mean – The Nike has just been so ingrained in me that it takes a conscious effort for me to be like, okay, let me wear, you know, these Adidas today or let me wear something different today. Um, But, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I try to, like, wear other things and kind of try my hand at different shoes, like wearing the Pyramoss Reeboks joints. I try to wear those and just different types of shoes that I probably wouldn't wear before, uh, obviously with the Nike deal, but just trying my hand at different silhouettes and different styles and seeing what else I like out there.
2: What what can't you get though through the Nike plug at this point? Like what's a shoe that Victor Cruz puts the ask in for and like we we were joking you know on the last episode where like you know we were me and Joe were saying, "Oh, it's a it's a humbler to ask for the Dior ones cuz you don't know mm. if it's going to come through or not, you know?"
3: Yeah, definitely fell on those. Like I tried <laughs> like, it was one of those things too where I hit Kim Jones. I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to use my flex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit Direct Kim." Direct to Kim Jones. See, the director cams, my mm. guy, I'm like, yo, and he hit me with the wild flim-flam, yo, I got <laughs> you. And then, like, the, the release date came and went. I tried to hit the raffle. Epic failed. Never winning a raffle. Um, So I definitely slept on the And I'm just not paying 10000 Like, mm, I pay no. money for sneakers. I'm not paying $10,000 for sneakers, guys. Yeah. Like, I just, no. it's just, like, I have a nine-year-old that needs to go to school. Like, yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? But um, but the Dior ones is one that I was like still kind of mad. I slept on lows or highs. Both of those are fire to me. Um, but, uh, you know, it's some shoes are harder than others. So like a Travis Scott, like Jordan, like that's a harder ask. Like I might have to pay for that one a little early or like trying to do hit my little finesse mm-hmm. with that one. Um, but mostly, though, like mostly like a lot of the Travis Scott's or a lot of the highly heralded joints are a little tougher to get. But like, our, and with that being said, like I got a pair of trophy rooms to my crib too, right? So blue it's laces? like, I hit or miss. No blue laces, which I was wow. tight, but I was like, <laughs> baggers <laughs> can't be choosers. Not beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, straight from true. Marcus
2: on that one. And, and no
3: the the P rods
0: landed safely too. Those P rod dunks, right? I saw at the Garden courtside.
3: Joe, listen, from your mouth to God's ears, Joe. They look <laughs> great out there. They look great out there. Yeah. Um, I was happy. It was one of those things where P-Rod hit me and I was yeah. like, oh, he's not about to ask me for my address right yeah. now. Like I was geeked. And then he hit me for the address. I was like, yo, thank you. Love and I was, that. it was only right to wear him courtside after, yeah. you know, and they won. Nick's won yes. that game too. So it was a good day. It was a good day.
0: Love it. Vic, um, you know, you mentioned the Pierre Hardy. What else, what else? I know the, the ladder app you're, you're super involved with. What else before we go, you focused on?
3: Yeah, so Pierre Hardy's driving the boat right now trying to get that done. We're trying to, I'm trying to amp it up. So, I, you know, the biggest thing with the last shoe was it was a little expensive. It was like mm-hmm. eight seventy five. It was a lot. So I wanted to make That's like another shoe that was,
2: yeah, literally.
3: <laughs> <laughs> literally. So I wanted to make something that was a little bit more affordable, but obviously keep the fabrics and the textures there and keep it in the luxury space. So I got to do that. It'll be a low top mm-hmm. and I'm working on a friends and family pair as well. Nice. So we'll see if that comes through. And then um, and I'm also working on NFTs. That shoe is going to also be an NFT. Okay. So I'm, I'm working all the markets here. I'm working all the angles. So between that, between doing the foundation thing, I'm getting heavy into the art world now. I have actually I'm visiting an artist's uh, studio today around three o'clock. Awesome. So I'm just trying to figure out how to embed, you know, what I'm doing and get inspired by different things and then different things come to fruition. So uh, just doing that, continuing the TV stuff at E! News, as you know, I got a gig on Broadway a year ago. Um, but it hasn't, you know, obviously COVID has stopped that. So we'll see if it comes back around. You're, you're in a
1: Broadway play? yeah. You're going to be in the, the the Harry Potter thing?
3: Um, uh, yeah, no broomsticks though. Paul. no broomsticks. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I was like, you know, it's just a crazy story. I was, all, I was, I hit my agent. I wanted to start acting. So I started acting classes. After my third class, agent hits me back. I got you an audition. I say, this stop is, playing. This is get just fine. like
1: the Nike deal. Like the first, the first yeah. preseason game or whatever. Less than a week. Of, the this, paperwork this comes
3: to him talent. less than a You guys week. don't even understand. My mom literally is like, I don't know what it is with you, but yeah. you just nothing is a normal task. Everything's mm-hmm. like this explosion of like, boom, this is happening. So I get an audition. I go in there. I do. I do what I have to do. I walk out and they're like, man, we think you have, you know, a a good rapport with this role. We think you understand this character. We want you to have the role. And I was like, it's my first audition. You guys are away. I don't even know if what I did was right. Like, I don't you know what I'm saying? Like, excuse me. But I think they saw something apparently. And now, you know, whenever, you know, the the theater gates open again, um, I'll be out there on Broadway. I can't announce what show and everything just yet, obviously. Um, But I'm excited, man. I'm anxious. Hamilton." (laughs) I hate what I'm saying. I'm definitely not singing. I can okay. give you that. It's won't not be a Lion sing. King. Not a Lion King. It's not a and, Kinky <laughs> boots? Not, and a, not cats. Not none no, yeah. of no. those.
2: <laughs> Vic, Vic. Before we go, free idea. If you're doing NFTs, I think you should drop the sneaker seating photo as an NFT.
3: Mmm. I love that. It's funny you say that. I'm doing something similar with a with a tweet, but I'll leave it at that.
2: Okay.
0: okay. Look at mm. free ideas. Look at he's that. Tra- I he's love trying it. to get he's
3: trying to get on the next
0: photo with the name You got a long just, way to go.
3: I just don't need a, I just don't need an invoice in 6 months after it goes yeah, live. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well, Victor, thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it and uh, you chopping it up and talking your sneaker history. Can't thank you enough, man.
3: Nah, always a pleasure, guys. Keep doing your thing. I'm a huge fan of the pod, man. Keep crushing it. And Joe, I'll see you on the next gift trip or in yes, the city somewhere. Yes, Who
0: sir. Knows? <laughs> All right, thanks, Vic. Take care, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for watching the Complex Sneakers podcast. We will see you guys next weekend. Please make sure to like and subscribe and hope you guys have a great weekend. Our producer is Dave Matthews. Our associate producer is Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Kyle Garvey. Special thanks to Jen Stewart and Shiva Bayet. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.